Eight. Well, hello everyone. Uh, welcome, my guest Kote here. Um, how you doing? Yeah. Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's great to finally get you on the show. Um, I know. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thank you. So today, um, obviously, is a special episode because you're here. So, um, with that said, I think I just want to get right into it. Um, first question for you is not going to be one of the hard ones, but I'm really just interested in like, what is the, what can we see soon? Like as a new implemented feature, like I know bankruptcy is one that I think I heard, I heard yep. you talk about a little bit in feedback. What are your uh, plans for? For the bankruptcy feature? Yes, sir. Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. Still have to sit down and, and really figure out uh, what to do there. But I mean, the idea is what we're trying to solve for is uh, having some sort of penalty when people stay bankrupt for too long. You know what? That kind of reflects reality, right? I mean, if you had an actual soccer club and uh, you didn't have cash to pay your players, um, things would not go well, right? So. Sure. People will probably leave. Uh, they, if they didn't leave, they probably wouldn't perform really well on the pitch, right? And so it's it's going to be something something along those lines where, like, the player's performance is going to be um, significantly impacted. Uh, the way we've built the game so far, we can't really make the the players leave yet. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be something along those lines, and I I think in reality there's a there's also a point in time where the, the banks come and essentially get get the club away from you. So maybe that's something we 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 do too. Where if you sit bankrupt for too long, uh, maybe maybe you shouldn't be in in that league. Interesting. That is a that would be an interesting thing to push through. Um, I mean, the reality, I though, I mean, it's not, it's pretty rare that people, I know Harish was like out of cash for a while and we, we, we have a new club and another club that's out of cash. I think like once, once we implement, I, I, I I'm not sure that people are actually going to run out of cash that often. They'll just protect against that. I, I don't think it's going to, at least in my view, it's not going to be a, like a mind blowing feature. Right. I think, I think it really just pushes more of a competitive balance in the game, you know, with the thing about Harish and his team Beach Boys was that he had a lot of really good players and Sophie Vandedonk had an 800k per week salary before we even pushed this new um, salary update. So it, he just was content to sit bankrupt. And I think it is a good, I think that would be a great addition to the game. Um, speaking of legends, I know I really wanted to touch on this, at a, um, but this is a big question for me is there's a lot of talent in the league right now, almost too much, if you will. Yep. Um, in a in a in a, real, in a real life situation, you see a legend, as has been described by you, even, you know, would be a player like Messi or Ronaldo, right? Um, as such, you know, we have, and I've went and counted. There's over 20 legends in the game, players of Messi level. I, my question for you is: Are what can we see in the future? Are we going to be seeing a similar level of talent, or are we going to maybe try and have a more realistic aspect to that in the future? Um, well, I've, I've heard, um, I've heard you and other ask for less, less legends, right? So I think for us, it's an, we're obviously not, not, not gonna, 
downgrade a player that already exists, but as the pool of player renews, I think you'll 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 definitely see um, less less legends. Um, I don't Absolutely. think look, I don't think it matters all that much. I think people's expectations are going to change a little bit, and over time, um, it, it'll be fine. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you'll see over over the it's going to be over the next few weeks as we have like players um, retiring, we're just not going to create uh, as many legends going forward. Yeah, I mean. A lot of these legends are getting older. I mean, Sophie Vandedonk is getting older, for example. I'm going to use her as like a... How old is she? She's like 28. And I, oh, you know, wow. he was like, what, 18, 19, something like that. So, um, Jeez, time flies. I feel old now. Yeah, I mean, she started, she was a teenager. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's just crazy for me to think is like... It's, been, it's, been, it's getting crazy. But as, as the game progresses, and now we've even had more teams... You see more and more great players. Um, I really do like the idea of maybe decreasing the amount of legends per se, but how can we see that really reflected in the ratings value? Because, you know, a legend has a consistent high rating value, at least in the media rating. And, um, you know, but on the other hand, the new rating system that was pushed a couple months ago really has affected the value of certain players, like an average goalie. Now the value I've talked to Harish about it. He had a goal. He had an average goalie who he could have sold for 3.5 million in uh, for it. Or who was like 38 or have a 700 K per year loan for him. Um, So I didn't tell you about that, about Penguino. I keep that for myself, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, it's interesting to see how the market could change. Um, Speaking of the market, well, what, so, so before, know, before on, the, on the topic of players, and because you asked, like, what are we thinking about next? Um, there's, um, there's something that's been bothering me for a while, which is how um, players' development is very linear in a game right now. Absolutely, um, meaning that the 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 the, the life stages they they go through um, is always the same, right? They always grow, stagnate, and decline. Now right. they grow at different rates. They stagnate for different uh, different amount of times. They retire at different right. ages. They, they they decay at different rates. Uh, but something I've been exactly. thinking about um, this week, and I'm hoping to to be able to implement to start implementing some of that, um, if not next week, the week after that, is thinking about um, either events or um, circumstances where um, a player who everyone think is stagnating can start growing again or a player who's declining starts stagnating right or a player who goes straight from explosive growth to a career ending injury so making that the player uh, a player's life a little bit more dynamic than it is today and again i mean this is something we're specking out now uh, and would hope to have this um, um, starting in the next, yeah, in the next couple of weeks. Sounds fantastic. Um, so, so just to confirm, we could probably see more value to like an injury, like a, a season-ending injury could potentially be very serious and affect a player's performance. The following stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So talking about okay. injuries, I think there's going to be there's going to be several several um, 
um, several new features. Um, one, uh, if you're going to play a player that's already injured, um, you can expect that the injury time is going to be significantly increased. Um, and then another piece is for some of those long-term injuries, um, sometimes, not, not always, um, sometimes, I mean, those long-term injuries are just going to have an impact on the player's de uh, development potential. Um, right. And some of these are going to be, I mean, it might be career-ending injury where the player will just never come back. So it's possible that we could see, you know, just like in real life, how you get a, a hot shot prospect who gets a bad knee injury and all of a sudden they yeah. are. Yeah. The bugs. I mean, that's. Ronaldo, Inter, Inter buying Ronaldo and him injuring his knee and never really coming back ever. Could yeah. Happen. I mean, that sounds like a fantastic feature, you know. Now, would that also affect maybe, let's say, a player that's already a legend right now? Could, a, could an injury potentially knock back a, a player from a rating of legend or, like, so let's say world class or strong to maybe an average or a, a weak? Could that happen? Yep, absolutely. The elder stages of their career? Yep. No, it could, it could definitely happen. It could, uh, for a player, um, a player who still has hasn't achieved its potential, you could see that potential come down as a result right. of a uh, pretty serious injury. But you could also see a player who's reached his full potential, um, or, or not, just seeing their, their current rating um, also decrease. Uh, definitely possible. That is an absolutely fantastic feature. Um, there's something it's that you also yeah, I think it's yeah. Hopefully, it's going to make um, um, it's going to make like the player pool a little bit more dynamic. Right now, if you have a legend player, um, if you have a legend player who's in his or her mid-20s, um, late-20s, I mean, there's no shot. Unless someone offers you some ridiculous amount of money, there's no shot uh, you're ever going to ever gonna sell that player. Uh, apparently, there's no market for average players, right? Like no one, no one, I don't think anyone's been successful at selling an average player. Um, because yeah, because everyone thinks they're set at average right now. Now, if there's a, if some of these players have potential to 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 grow into strong and maybe world class players, I think that'll make things a little bit more interesting. Right. So, are you saying that maybe we could see players go over potential? I know that already happens by yeah. like maybe one point. Yeah. So that's the that's the counterbalance to the injury, right? The 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 injury uh, side is really just punitive. There, there's nothing good that's going to come out of injuries. Right. Um, the, um, the counterbalance is, um, if you have a, an average player and, and I've seen some, an average player who's really punching above his or her rating, right? When you look at those media ratings after the matches, sometimes you see, I mean, you'll see average players like, uh, scoring eights and sevens and eight constantly. So you could see some of these players, um, rating, go right. beyond their existing rating and see their potential go beyond their existing potential. Wow. That sounds really cool. And that, and that bodes well for my uh, Harini Desari, who always scores top three goals <laughs> every year. <laughs> um, um, there was the, um, what was I going to mention? Um, you also mentioned like how a player could stagnate and, or like go up suddenly and then after stagnate or something like that. Could we see something similar happen in an older player? I know, you kind of basically said it, but like, could I see a player in their thirties, you know, come back, you know, after an, 
from an average rating, maybe go up to a, a strong for a year or two, kind of like how we see um, happens all the time with goalies, you know, um, yeah. in real life. I think that would be really cool. But can we see that potentially? Yeah, no, totally. I think the, the, uh, the, the idea is to make the development curve um, less predictable, right? So whether it's an older, older player who um, starts developing again, and getting into a rating that's above where he or she stagnated at, uh, or it's a really good player going from like explosive growth to uh, retirement straight. Um, it's just, I mean, overall the idea is to making that curve uh, much less predictable. So that would most certainly um, affect the market. I want to move on to the market. I know I talked to Harish, but I don't know a lot of, if a lot of people know this. Um, and this was a long time ago, but I heard that you're trying to create a system where you have a, a basically a set amount of cash in the game, right? If I'm not mistaken, I thought that's what I heard uh, yeah. a long time ago, but I'm not sure if that's what you want to continue to do. But like, can you explain that a little bit more in depth per se? Well, the, the idea initially, right, was that we, we can't have, I mean, we can, like we could, we could give each club uh, let me give you an example. We could give each club an extra 50 million every season, right? Right. <clears throat> that, that's very possible, right? As you know, we, we control the bank here. We'll just print a, a bunch of paper. Uh, <laughs> but what would mecha mechanically happen is all of the player values will go up, um, if not 50 million, they'll go up significantly every season. And so by the end of season, season 10, you end up with players costing uh, 300 million. Uh, and that becomes a little weird, right? So what, what we wanted to do early on is just control a little bit how much cash um, goes in the system, right? And so things like match the revenues, um, broadcasting, uh, broadcasting, sponsoring. I mean, this is uh, league, league prize money. Uh, this is money that comes in the system. Um, right. That gets offset by money coming out, right? Which is mostly wages and club expenses. Um, of but course. You have like free agent fees, uh, youth camp fees. Um, and the idea is to build a system where th there's a little bit of inflation, meaning over time you'll see player values come up a little bit, um, like, like in real life, but we wouldn't see, right. you know, 20% uh, inflation uh, season over season. For oh, 20% inflation for the overall market cash, right? That's right. Okay. Sounds really interesting. Um, so by doing that, though, I guess my question is, is so instead of capping the money per se, you're just going to slowly increase it by a marginal percentage. Is there a point where that could ever stop, though? Well, the, the, yeah, the reality is I, I lost track a little bit of – how much money is coming in the system and going out right now. Um, right. The, the, the reason being that, I mean, we're making so many changes uh, that I don't want to kind of optimize at every, every single step of the way. Um, right. So, so there'll be a point in time where we feel that the game is uh, close to what we think the, the final version, if there's ever such a thing is. Uh, where I'll go back and I'll make sure that, okay, well, is, is everything like roughly balanced? Um, and, and I think right now, I mean, it is, actually, I said I'm losing track. I think it's roughly balanced now with the new, the changes we'll make to game economy. 
Uh, I think right. things are going to be roughly balanced. So we won't see like crazy, like players valuation doing any, anything crazy uh, in the next few seasons, I think. Right. Um, that reminded me of how, so my, my example would be like, you, we've seen a lot of players who just go for 40 mil and all of a sudden, you know, it goes from basically me and then to beach boys and then, right, then beach boys to like some England team. And it, it kind of just becomes, there's a lot of teams that don't have a lot of money. And then all of a, and then there's a lot of teams like actually not a lot, but like a handful of teams that have a lot of money. Um, how would that be balanced in the future per se? Like, cause I feel like part of the issue with some of the youth camp, which I also wanted to talk about, yeah. um, is that you get a lot of these players who get s- large sums of money. And then what they do is they'll buy all the best prospects and then they, or they'll just buy, literally bid on, you know, 10 players, 10 points, and then they'll get 10 players because no one else bids. And, um, the system can feel a little bit janky. So in the youth camp, my question, oh, I, I wanted to tie it in the youth camp, but the question about youth camp is that can we expect some sort of change to see like maybe a little bit more dynamic and fair balance in the youth camp? Because the fact of the matter is, is that Chelsea can't go, for example, and sign every single of the best youth players out there. You know, they're always going to see competition. And, what happens is that there's hidden bids and then eventually it's just two teams. Well, not even eventually. It's really just two teams who want to get that one player. And we get, and you get 10 guys who signed on the first day. Um, could we see maybe a bidding system, like an actual open bidding system where you can kind of see player points based on, you know, scouting reports. And then you see like a bid system. Could that happen? I mean, that's just more my idea, but yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to no, no. I mean, look, like every everything's possible, right? It's just a, it's a, it's a timeline question. Um, so, right. so I do agree that we haven't really figured out youth camp yet. Um, we've made um, we we've made some changes uh, over time, right? I don't know if you had already joined. I mean, the first version of youth camp, um, there the beat points were much more balanced between um, the first and the last teams. Um, right. The cost to sign the player was also much higher, right? And so, yeah, the, 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 yeah. And so, which for a lot of clubs, like they just couldn't sign anyone. And this is why we ended up uh, making the, the cost of signing a youth game player much more so that even uh, clubs who are towards the bottom of the, the, the rankings are able to, to buy players. Um, right. But I mean, we, we haven't solved it yet. I mean, I think you're right. Um, the implementing the 25 player roster cap uh, two weeks ago was another step in that direction. I mean, I'm the probably the worst offenders. I know I over like Lions uh, two or three seasons ago, I think we literally signed like 15 players um, <laughs> on day one. Um, right. Which we, we couldn't do today, right? Because I mean, I'd have to sell essentially uh, or to get rid of half of my team. To to make a bet on players, I'm not really sure about. Um, right. Um, so I mean, there's like we, we within the, the the current construct. I mean, something else we could do, and that would be reasonably easy, is um, cap the number of players anyone can sign at youth camp. Meaning, like, right. let, Let's say no one can no one can sign more than two players or three players, right? Three players, ten teams. That's your thirty players. Right, um, and that was youth camp. 
because there's yeah. 35 cities. Yeah. It, it, it might be actually, I think, I mean, it's probably the easiest for us to implement and to see if that fixes, if that makes you get more fun. Right. Um, but if it doesn't, then we'll think about, yeah, let's do, let's try something else. And then open bidding system would be the, um, the next, I wouldn't say logical, but the, the, the next, like the, the most obvious way to go. Um, but I know Harish has a ton of really good ideas about how to, a youth camp was a, a little bit of his baby. I mean, the, the, um, <laughs> the predecessor of youth camp, I mean, it, it changed quite a bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, look, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll keep trying until we, we land on something that, um, one is fun and two, I mean, the, one of the goals of youth camp is rebalancing. Um, the teams a little bit. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep trying until we find something that, that achieves both. Sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, another thing I really did want to touch on is how is how can we see the game scale in the future? Obviously, we have a lot of open teams right now, but how would you like to, the, to see the game progress? Would you like to see, you know, I know that there's a feature, an unimplemented feature, but where you can create a league in the op register um, page. My question is, is um, how, how many team more teams can we expect to see in this league lot? This type yeah, of league? Okay? Yeah. Or yeah re- we, sorry. Go, go ahead. I was just going to ask, you know, how could, are we going to see, you know, maybe this could be more of an elite league. Like this is like the, what, what everyone follows and you have your own leagues with your friends, almost like fantasy football. Yeah, so there are two paths, right? Uh, and we, we went back and forth um, between these two um, quite a bit. The path number one is you, in the same way that we have three leagues now, you, you keep building leagues, right? So you end up with, call it a, a universe of, um, I don't know how many leagues, you, you probably need to start organizing them, but it becomes like an infinite universe of teams and players. Um, right. Well, and everyone, everyone right. can communicate with everyone else. And it's one, um, one large community. So that's path right. number one. And that's um, where we were headed at first. Path number two is um, you take uh, our current universe, right? Let's say, so that's a universe of 30 teams and about um, 5,000 players. Right. Um, and you replicate essentially a number of those in parallel. So what you would have is you'd have several universes of the same, um, the same 30 teams and the same 5,000 players um, existing in parallel. Interesting. Um, the, the benefit of what, what I really like about the second idea is because you just have less assets, right? You, you really only have 30 teams. You quote unquote only have 5,000 players. Um, right. As a development team, that means you can just put more effort on making each of the teams more unique. Uh, and you can also uh, craft stories and narratives around the players, uh, which are like common Sophie. to like Sophie, right? You could have we could span, we could sit down and, and, and write a narrative around Sophie and have that published in all universes. So now Sophie is that very attractive player uh, right. that a lot of different teams can afford. So that, that to me is a lot more interesting than having one Sophie in the entire universe. 
Right, because you can make Sophie like a goddess type feature of the of the game, where you know you have a set of players that you like a starter pack, if you will. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and you, well, what what uh, what's super interesting to me, especially when you couple that with what we've just talked about, which is having more dynamic uh, player lives, really. You could have a Sophie. I mean, the Sophie in our universe is doing pretty well, right? Uh, right. But you could have a Sophie in another universe of three leagues who just got injured after five seasons and is uh, has already retired, right? You right. could have a Sophie who is doing exceptionally well. I mean, given how Sophie, I mean, given her attributes, she should probably be do really well in most of the leagues. Uh, but you could have different variations of, of Sophie's life. That sounds like a really fascinating, you know, way to really see a lot of these players. I guess it's a little bit how, we... if, yeah. I mean, really quick, it's kind of like if you think about football manager, there's a little bit of that going on where you have everyone, and I don't know if you've ever played, uh, but um, you, you have everyone starts with the same database of players, right? And right. everyone kind of shapes that, that universe how, however they want, depending on the team they play, the, the players they recruit. Uh, and then on the side, there's just a lot of discussions. I mean, you have those all of those, um, uh, all of the, the, that content around Wonder Kids that gets created. Uh, right. That gets created because people are essentially speculating who the best players in FM are. Um, so cool. I'd love to, over time, have a community like this for this game who speculate that Sophie is probably or, you know, that Sophie's the next Wonder Kid or not. Maybe, like, so you can see, you know, like, the argument of, like, you know, like, in Pokemon, like, I'll just use your example, like, Pokemon, you know, where you have an argument over, like, who's the best starter character? Like, oh, Sophie's really good or, like, Sitka or, like, whoever else, you know? Yep. Um, Smash. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's yeah that that's that's uh, that's kind of the path we're leaning uh, leaning toward right now. It's that um, unlimited number of parallel universes using the same teams and the same players. That sounds really interesting. Um, how many players would you like to see, and like in your dream universe, like that, that when the game is like fully developed and you're able to like really like you see your vision what would your vision be like a number of players per se yeah i don't know like, i mean this, this is like okay obviously as as as, as many as possible <laughs> i mean I, I don't know how else to answer this right what, what i know is uh what i know is there's about uh i think there's about 300 to 400 million real soccer football fans in the world and, and i'm not talking like my wife who watches a World Cup every four years, I'm talking about like people who watch Champions League finals, even when their team's not playing, you know? So right. people who are genuinely interested in the sport. Uh, so FIFA has about uh, 50 to 60 million players. And obviously they're the thousand pound gorilla. Um, and F, uh, Football Match, I think has five to 10 million players. Uh, right. So I, I don't know, I'll be really happy I mean, we have, we have what now? 25, 25 testers? And this I was mean, in not even that long. And 
considering the, the how we scaled even then, we, I mean, it's actually been pretty good growth. Uh, not really. I mean, we've stopped, we stopped recruiting after February, right? We, we've added those two leagues and then we, I mean, we've made zero effort to bring new people in. Um, but considering that we really did, no one really did a lot of recruitment. We still got the players that we did. And, you know, we caught a few really committed players. I think that's a solid effort. I, I'm going to jump in here and let me rephrase. What would you like to see a year from now, per se? Um, so starting um, at the end of the summer, um, we're going to try to go and get a thousand players. Um, let me let me rephrase. Uh, um, Noel is building the infrastructure to allow us to have a thousand users. Um, and so that'll be a milestone, right? I mean, when we get to 100, that'll be a cool milestone. Look, if we are somewhere between, um, actually, let me take that back. I actually don't really care how many users we have a year from now. Uh, right. If, but let's say if we have uh, 200 users a year from now, okay. uh, and they're still, these 200 users are engaging in the same way than our current 25 are, I'll right. be exceptionally happy. Uh, I think that's a great goal. I mean, I think it's a very reasonable goal too. I mean, I love the game, but I don't think a, maybe not as many people are going to get as committed as I do. But even the people like, yeah, I mean, Vince, Vince got me into it, and like you get all these people who try and um, tie everyone else into it. And I think, um, I really like the game first of all, but more importantly, I think a lot of other people could like it too. I think the game. And I'm not like trying to plug here, but like the game really does offer a different perspective to football than, you know, a FIFA game does or a football manager because it's a fully online experience. And, you know, you get a lot. It's very accessible, you know. And I think it would be really fun to see more players. But we, you, you're since you're really sticking to plan two, which would be path two, which would be to you know, basically create different leagues and then have your base, your starters and stuff like that. How would we see it in an incorporation to, would there be different like discord servers, if you will, or like a different infrastructure that, that you made per se, like on the actual website, like what we, what do you think in there? So I think from a, from a, from a, from a user perspective, um, um, it's, it's not going to be very different from what we have today. Um, the, the, the idea would have to have everyone on the same Discord server. Um, and we, uh, there, there's a point in time, Discord, you can only have 500 channels per Discord right. server. So we, we'd hit a wall at some point. Um, but I mean, what we do is you'd have uh, probably, I would say f maybe five channels that are dedicated to one universe, right? So it'll be your right. three leagues. There's probably a league news channel which is kind of merging our transfer you know a transfer feed right. uh, and all of the declare type of news and then there's probably like an owner lobby um and only only the, the club owners in in that universe would see those five right and so you just create like a, a number of like different sets of five for the different users uh, and then there's probably like a few common channels, like announcements, feedback, et cetera. Right. Um, like an, an announcement center, uh, channel that we really overarch over all the, ch all, over mm -hmm. all the channels. Yeah. 
will we see in those different universes a different team names or are we going to stick with the same ones that we have right now it's a good question i think i think we're sticking to the same ones um harish and i were actually talking about this uh, earlier this week um if we're sticking to that three league format i mean i, I could see a scenario where we move away from england india and brazil Going um, one league two, two type thing. yeah and maybe it becomes like a you know like a like a Premier League and Championship, et cetera, or something like the the, yeah. the league names become a little different. Uh, I don't know about the team names. Uh, I, I think, I've, I mean, some of them I think will simplify, will change a little bit. I mean, there, there's some of the Indian team names, especially like even I cannot pronounce. Um, so, <laughs> so, so we might simplify them a little bit. Um, what, what's really cool about those teams is uh, Harish actually did quite a quite a lot of research to come up with them. Right. Um, and and I, I'd really like to to stick to that to, to those um, to those narratives around the team and find ways to put these uh, even a little bit more in focus than, than they are today. Right. Um, I guess like the thing about I just want to challenge challenge this a little bit. It's like you know maybe you you keep these teams right. And then you would maybe expand a little bit, you know, you add different, like maybe you have this set like 30, right? Which is like the 10 from England, 10 from Brazil, 10 from India. But then you also add 10 from like the USA and then the 10 from like Germany or something. Could we see something like that potentially? I yeah, think yeah. we could also, I mean, something, um, sorry, something we've been talking about. And I don't know if that's what we end up doing, but let's assume we stick to 30 teams. Right. Um, we might take something and just uh, relocate them, right? And say, um, I mean, the distribution, if we, if we only have 30 teams, having 10 teams from India, 10 from England, and 10 from Brazil is a little weird. Um, right. Um, so, so we might just decide that like the leagues are not uh, um, country specific anymore. And you have teams that are like from, from different places in the world. So we could, I could see a scenario where Lions gets moved to Lions becomes the Canadian team. I'm making this up. I have no interest well, in moving my team to Canada. Like, but yeah, New, New York, like the like you have yeah. the relocation of like has, of the the relation yeah. to Red Bull, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so we could we could we could take out the some of the city names from the names and really just move move the teams. Wow, I really like that idea. Um, I do want to ask one thing. I don't know how much time you have left. However, um, I do want to ask one more thing before we go. Um, in relation to the youth camp last week, I that I think everyone is dying to know whose fault was it? Was it yours or was it Noel's? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe or was it like <laughs> no? So what happened is, um, just interested in this story. No, so it's 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 a little bit my fault. It's a little bit Noel's fault, and I'll explain why. Uh, the reason it's my fault is you you've probably noticed, and a lot of time we release features and they they, they don't work right, right? Of course. Um, and they they crash and thing doesn't work. And part of it is every time, um, every time we have something ready, I get really excited about releasing it, and we don't we don't test them thoroughly right and so i just say i mean screw it let's just release it see what happens and part of it is i mean it's a really it's a it's a small group the risks are pretty limited 
and and right. the, the players usually test the features a lot better than than we would. Um, of so in that in that sense, it's my fault. Is that we we release features probably faster than we should have had. Um, what happened last week was actually the same the same bug that had happened um, three weeks before, um, right. which Noel thought he had fixed, um, right. but actually wasn't fixed. Uh, so in that sense, it's his fault. So it's like a, I think it's a share blame here on what happened last week, but it was a bug that 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 we we'd known about, we thought we had fixed, that just happened again last weekend. And because youth camp only happens once every three weeks, uh, right. it gets a little bit more, I mean, it takes just more time to work through the different bugs. Of course. Well... But, but that was a shit show, I'll give you that. <laughs> I think, yeah, that was, I mean, I've just been wondering myself, and I'm sure other people have too. Um, Obviously, no, no, we all love no. Obviously, everyone loves no. Um, just want to remember, I'm not trying to like throw shade on anyone. Uh, oh, no, 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 he knows, he knows. Yeah, um, I think it's really cool to see how this game will continue to progress. I'd love to have you back on every season or so, um, just to talk about new features, plans, and I think this has been really productive, you know. And I, and I would love to see feedback that other people have from these questions and other stuff. Um, anyways, um, I just want to thank you for joining me today. Um, with that said, I think that's all that we have time for. I really awesome. appreciate it. And, um, I guess I'll have yeah. to see you again sometime soon. Uh, yeah, happy to come back. And uh, again, big, big fan of the show. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll keep listening. I probably won't listen to this one because I don't like listening to my voice. Uh, so I'll skip this one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the next one. All right. Is there anything before we go? Um, just to make sure, is there anything else you'd like to say to, to everyone here? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm. I hope everyone is having as much fun as as we are. Uh, and uh, yeah, looking, I super excited about, super, super, super excited about what we're building. Uh, and worst case scenario, if there's only uh, twenty of us playing forever, I mean, it, it would have been a good use of uh, of the past year or so. <laughs> absolutely all right well thank you so much Cote um, I thank you to everyone who listens to this episode um, I guess I'll have to see you all next time next week next Friday all right have a good one everyone all right bye